Howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy, dippy dee doo. And welcome to two. But it was aliens. Ah. The extraterrestrial comedy podcast where we probe aliens, ghosts, wizards, shitty little frogs, and all things paranormal in between. But usually aliens. Unless you're subscribed to our Patreon where we probe it all. Or it's a birthday or special occasion. Today, it's aliens. More specifically, we are off to the Kalahari Desert. I'll be driving you there today, and if you don't know me, I'm Kevin the Grey, or Greybeard, if you listen to this Burke beside me. This Burke beside me, meanwhile, is Granville Moonwalker, or Mooney, if you listen to the truthful and eloquent me. Me, 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 me. So you automatically assume when someone says truthful or honourable that they're the opposite. (laughs) So... Kev is going to lie to you for the entirety of this podcast. I'm not going to lie to you. I am probably going to lie to you. Think about that. He's going to lie to you. <laughs> Where is the truth? In between the lies. Right. Are you ready to get going? Right back. Right back. The Kalahari Desert <laughs> is in South Africa. Now we have to try and avoid doing appalling South African accents all episode. (laughs) We definitely didn't start out with South African accents before. Right, so I just had a drink of uh, some rum. Yes. And before I took it in my head, I was trying to decipher what South African accent was before attempting it. (laughs) And the first thing that came to head was, um, oh, what's his face from Black Panther? Hmm, no idea. Ah, he's the one that still has vibranium. <laughs> I do not know what you mean. Played by the guy that played um, Caesar in Planet of the Apes. Yeah, and talking to me here. Gollum. I don't know. In Lord of the Rings. Names. Gollum? Fuck, what's his name? Gollum! <laughs> Gollum! <laughs> Precious. Hello, Kevin! My precious. Oh, that's going to piss me off, though. I can't remember his name. Off, oh, my precious. Andy Circus. Andy Circus. My baby precious. <laughs> this has got to be possibly the weirdest start to an episode yeah, ever. Yeah. Whenever I think South African, my accent always goes a little bit South African, a bit Australian. Do you know what I mean, mate? Mm-hmm. Anywho. When I've uh, broken my first commandment, <laughs> do not do a shit accent. When I researched this episode... Just before we start, I have a client that lived in Australia for two years, I think. Yes. And whenever she gets excited, the Australian accent comes oh, out. Oh, right, that's bloody brilliant, that is. It always catches me off guard, but makes me laugh. Well, you know, when I researched this episode, at that point in time... 0.13% of our audience actually came from South Africa. Let's get that number up. Yeah, and bearing in mind I researched this between April and May 2021, but yeah, as I was looking at that, I also looked at our least popular country by audience, and no joke, number one on our list of unpopularity 
was joint between Bangladesh and Bermuda. We have step heard of us. <laughs> back then, Sorry. we had. I have checked this since, and it has changed quite a lot. But back then, we had literally one listener in Bermuda and one listener in Bangladesh. And they told their friends. And now, they told their friends. Bermuda has a population of around seventy-one thousand one hundred and seventy-six people. Come on now, Bermuda. If you listened more, we could really help you out with that triangle. I was about to say, does it include the people that are in the triangle? They've all gone missing. But if they were in it somewhere... Missing? Would they still be classed as in the Bermuda Triangle? I wonder if our Bermudan listener is in the triangle. Ooh. (laughs) What if it's you? Mind blown. (laughs) Anywho, let me take you back in time to May the 7th. 1989. Where's the Scouse accent come from? <laughs> Why, well, I just don't know, like, <laughs> just before two o'clock hours, a South African. Two o'clock hours. <laughs> <laughs> just before t- <laughs> 1400 hours, <laughs> a South African naval warship, warship, was sailing just off the coast of Cape Town. I do apologise if this episode just goes mad. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we can explain that later. (laughs) This frigate, at 13.59 hours, suddenly put in a rather unusual radio call to Cape Town Naval Headquarters. We're out of bananas! (laughs) Damn it, we're out of bananas! Do you remember the frigate level on Goldeneye? Oh, shoot those sailors off with your hats. The frigate reported that they had picked up an unidentified aerial phenomenon on their radar moving extremely quickly towards land at an approximate speed measured on radar of 5,746 nautical miles per hour. A nautical mile, or not, is equivalent to 1.15 miles per hour. That is 6,612.379 miles per hour. Good gosh. Or 10,641.59 kilometres per hour. Oh my giddy aunt. The speed of sound is, give or take, 761.2 miles per hour. This thing was flying about 8.5 to 9 times the speed of sound. Hot damn! The Apollo spacecraft at one point in 1969 was measured to be going 24,790 miles per hour. I think... What? I think towards re-entry. And remember, that's in space without resistance. This thing was moving at space speeds on Earth. Even rocket-powered craft are a good 2,000 miles per hour slower. The only thing humans have ever done on Earth to get close to that speed was an unmanned rocket sleigh in 2003, which is basically a platform connected to rails with a rocket. This thing was bonkers fast and I could find no evidence of a sonic boom. Sonic boom. Ooh. Mm Mm-hmm. No evidence of a sonic boom. Correct. Is that from the sled or from this... From the... Radar. The radar thing that was seen, yeah. Would you get sonic boom If the speed of sound is being broken, yeah, but you should be able to radar. detect it, yeah. Have you ever seen Remember the frigate boom? put in the call 
So you should have heard it on the frigate. Have I ever seen a sonic boom? Mm. Yeah, Street Fighter, son. Sonic boom. Sonic boom. But no, from a plane. Yes. That no, maybe. I've seen a YouTube I don't video know. <laughs> Could you repeat the <laughs> question? You're the best to me now. Sorry. <laughs> Apparently, North American Aerospace Defense Command, or NORAD, installations and DF Milan International Airport at Cape Town also picked up the radar and, well, the radio operators did the right thing and attempted to establish communication with the object. They didn't get a response though, that we know of. Whilst that was going on, the frigate, via jets, confirmed visual sighting of what was making the radar blip. This thing was silvery and resembled a disc. So we have a oh, yes. UFO here. UAP I today, sir. Identified as a disc. It so was it's something no like a, a phenomenon. Pardon? So it's no longer. Squeeze me. A baking powder. It's been a while since I've seen you this wired. <laughs> so, sir, did this thing fly past them? Is in over the top of them? We're going to get on to where it flew. Or was it was in distance radar at this point. Pick it up. Radar picked it up. It. Jets went out. They can see it. Hot damn! Going quick. So we didn't have anything. It's not going so quick that could uh, reach these speeds. At the time. Barely do now, really, how, other than an Apollo craft. How did the jets manage to uh They saw it in the distance. It? They didn't catch up with it. And it was changing speed, but it was clocked going around that speed. Oh, so it may have slowed itself down. It may have, yes. Okay. Let's call it a UAP today. The UAP made a change in course immediately without any braking, so right away that would appear to confirm that the UAP was controlled. Tic-tac, motherfucker! That it was some kind of aircraft. Control made an order to the jets to cease approach. If there's a potential threat approaching this world and you ask a military pilot to disengage, what do you think they're going to do? <laughs> I know what I'd do. I'd Will Smith that bitch, baby! <laughs> Hell yeah! Welcome to Earth! Pow! Um, you're saving the world here, or you're not. <clears throat> you're either bravely buggering off. If, for example, if there was mm -hmm. three Tic Tac UAPs all heading in the same direction, yeah, and then quickly turning left and right, left and right. Yes. Would they technically be shaking their Tic Tacs at us? <laughs> Potentially. We may have, <laughs> yes, Tic Tac shaken. Ooh, so what do I think they're going to do? It all depends, really, doesn't it? What type of pilot <laughs> it was <laughs> that went out. <laughs> I mean, if you have the chance to chase down one of these fuckers, yep. wouldn't you, uh, sorry, I can't hear you, over the radio and just continue on, continue chasing it? 
to be honest, no, I'd bitch out. That you couldn't <laughs> hear anything. Nah, I'd peg it. Let someone else be brave. You'd peggy suet. I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> but wouldn't you be intrigued? From a distance. What I'd do is... <laughs> I would tell you that <laughs> they, they told me that you can't lift. <laughs> Does, son, doesn't provoke me. You can't lift shit. <laughs> Again, doesn't provoke me. Heard it here on the podcast. Granville <laughs> cannot <laughs> lift. Can't lift no weights. His record is three kilograms. Double arm. <laughs> For what? Two arms, one dumbbell. <laughs> oh, you fucking motioned it, but I had no idea what the fuck it was called. Or if it's even an exercise. I was born in the gym. You merely adopted it. <laughs> Let's go to the gym, Granville. <laughs> I will lift you. Fucking hell. This is going to be the most random episode. <laughs> South African military did indeed begin preparing to engage the UAP. Two Mirage fighter jets were scrambled with what was said to be experimental aircraft mounted 4-2 laser cannons, which it was said could disrupt electrical systems. You can read about these four laser cannons on the internet on lots of military tech rumour sites, which I did. They aren't actually lasers in the Star Wars sense. THOR stands for Tactical High Power Operational Responder, so basically electromagnetic disruption. I should add that other reports indicate that the jets had French 30mm DEFA cannon, which is more of a standard aircraft cannon. Regardless, they prepared to engage with their weapons ready. How do you think this is going to go, Mooney? They've got their weapons out. Their weapons either ain't going to do shit or this thing is going to tic-tac them and fucking zigzag so that they can't fuck <laughs> It's going to toy with them. <laughs> it's going to literally just stay out of... You know, when you see like cartoons and you see a big bully and the little kids trying to swing at them yeah just hold them at arm's yeah. length you're gonna see this they're gonna stay literally just out of range of the cannons mm-hmm. and then they're gonna come a little bit in oh oh you can get us now you can get us oh no you can't oh, uh, you oh, so close so so close <laughs> sega as the pilots approached the uap their warnings were ignored so the pilots were given permission to engage. Both jets then fired upon the UAP and landed bullseyes, baby! There were blinding flashes of light, which then started wavering. By 14.02, the object was going down at an altitude of 3,000 feet per minute. Then suddenly, it completely dived at a 25 degree angle into the ground of the Kalahari Desert. The crash was approximately 80 miles north of the South African border to Botswana. The jets were ordered to circle the crash site until a retrieval team arrived. 
obviously the crash site would have been obscured due to all the dust and debris in the air, but they had to clean up whatever was left. Pop up, boom! So we have a picture up here of a, it's just a digital rendering, not a legit picture. I took that myself. Of a craft wedged into the sand after it had been downed. There is a helicopter above it, a white and one with a red stripe. Picture, if you will, like... I won't. The helicopter in Thomas the Tank Engine or whatever the <laughs> fuck that is. Pretty much we've got that here. And beside the craft is a singular person that has pulled up in a jeep. Just on their own. Just around them Yeah. So no what's else. going on here, like? Are they going to touch the UFO and get some like superpowers? That is actually how the story is going to go today, yes. Dun, 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 dun. Superpowered hero. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Happy power. Ah. So, uh, initially they were told to back off. Mind your business. But clearly didn't. Mm-hmm. So they were like, well, fuck it, you're not listening to us, so uh, just carry on let's, as you are. Let's give them some warnings. The ship didn't respond to the warnings. So they engaged it. But that's like saying... Fire. That's like taking you and putting you in, let's say, Italy. Do you right. speak Italian? Duce bella mamilia. Giovane da badana. I have no idea what the fuck he's saying. I just called your mother a prostitute. I apologise, your mum is lovely. Kev speaks a little Italian, it would have seen. <laughs> um, how legit that was. It's legit. I had an Italian friend once. Ah. Let's stick Kevin in Japan. Itch, ni, sam, shi, go, rug, set, hatch, kyuk, jug. You can count. That's fantastic. <laughs> right. Now, if That's they were giving... fantastic. <laughs> Did I do good? If sure. <laughs> they were giving you warning signs. Yes. How would you know their warning signs? Like, without... If you were in a car for example there was another vehicle behind you just flashing its lights at you or yeah anything like that or just someone ra- randomly waving their hand i'd pull over out yeah. of a window mm-hmm. how the fuck would you know what they're on about take a guess maybe this lot was scared maybe they thought shit they're gonna fire on us if we stop they're gonna catch us what if they were smuggling alien goods and they, so were like, they were shit. It was Han Solo and Chewie on this <laughs> ship. <laughs> they thought that the, the Imperial forces were coming for them. So I hate the fact that when, whenever there's something in a particular airspace, they we just fire. Yeah. They give them warning signs. We are a horrid species. As if they automatically know what the warning signs are. You're in our country, right. you got to play by our rules. I wouldn't know what the warning signs were if I was in a plane. Over another part of the country. Yeah. I'd be like, I have no idea what the fuck they're doing. Maybe Indeed. that's a signal to turn left. Maybe they're just telling me that they're going to overtake on the right. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? Who knows, yeah. So uh, it's a bit presumptuous. These uh, arrogant <laughs> <laughs> to uh, just think, ah, they've, they've not listened to us. Let's take them down. I've just gone off on one there. Yeah. I do apologise. 
In what may have been called Operation Silver Diamond, Air Force officers were quickly on the scene. You know how it is. When a military event needs covering up, they are straight there. The crew discovered a massive crater in the earth at the site of the crash, measuring 150 meters in diameter and 12 meters in depth. In the middle of the crater, there was a silver disc-shaped object, half buried and sticking up at a 45 degree angle. Ooh, so do we actually have a proper picture of this craft and not a rendering. Not at this point. Was the craft damaged or was it just buried in? Well, you've got to assume that it's not doing too great. I mean, in terms of, okay, yes, it took a hit and it went down, but I mean, are there holes in the craft? Is it on fire at any point? Is it likely to be pulled out and then could just fly off or... Unlikely. It it's a little bit battered, stuck in the ground, not looking great. Okay. I mean, it's been shot and crashed. Got hit by Thor. Indeed. Bitch. All around, the UAP was hot, scorched earth, with the sand and rocks fused together from the heat of impact. As the team approached, their electronics begun failing. Think about this. They would have been flying to the site. That is not good. A nearby helicopter did indeed have to make an emergency landing as its equipment begun failing and another helicopter, unfortunately, did go down completely, losing all the crew. Weirdly, as the ground crew got close enough to investigate, the surface of the UAP itself was smooth and appeared completely unharmed. There were no markings, windows or doors noticeable other than one unusual symbol described as an odd hieroglyphic. The UAP did, however, appear to have landing gear underneath it, which appeared to have been fully extended, suggesting that a landing malfunction caused by the electromagnetic weapon caused the crash. So I guess the idea here is that they launched the electromagnetic weapon and whilst it didn't physically damage the ship, it turned on their landing yeah. gear and so they've... Yeah, so all their electrics just went fucking haywire. It's f them. And, it's uh, f them right in the BH. The other... Sh not ships, helicopters that... Yeah, had to one had to land, landing, the other one, one didn't. Down. I suppose they probably flew into the electromagnetic, electromagnetic field that was still there. Because I'm assuming that yeah, yeah. it wasn't a blast Possibly. that hit the craft itself and only affected. It oh. would have been like a pulse. So That's like what a I was going to say. I imagine was... it like in a pulse. So it fires forward like... Yeah. So the whole area is affected rather than it just like a bullet hitting one thing and affecting it. It's more like a net. I'd love to give you an answer, but I just don't know. It could have been the energy of the craft itself because obviously it's been flying like it has. It could be using propulsion, gravity, mm -hmm. and so it might have messed up the field around it. And obviously now it's half landed, half in the air or whatever. Odd hieroglyphics that were found mm. on. Are they yeah. the hieroglyphics that are quite close to the one like Rendlesham or more like Roswell? On the I-beam. So, more like Rendlesham, but again, I don't have any further evidence than that, so I can't really vouch for it. Okay. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Now is where things get a little bit weird. 
a loud noise suddenly came from the craft and it turns out that there was a hatch after all because a hatch opened on the side of the freaking craft out popped two human-like mother truckers about four feet tall dressed in tight gray suits with claw hands and gray or blue scaly skin reptilian greys what what the creatures had oversized heads, large eyes, and small slit mouths. They didn't seem to have ears. Ooh. I mean... <sighs> How tight were their grey suits? <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't see their packages. Could you see quads in those motherfuckers? Oh, well, they looked like they could lift more than you. It's not hard. They're about four foot. Apparently, I can't lift. Apparently, what do you mean? Apparently, you said you're fine with it earlier. <laughs> Reptilian greys. Hmm. How did they come to be? Claw-like hands. Yes. The claw. Are they? Because I'm picturing like two fingers and a thumb, but just kind of in that that they're really long. Okay. And claw-like, in the fact that. There's more segments yeah. to them than a human finger. Unfortunately, I don't have any artwork on this one. I'd pictured like a bird's talon. claw. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say talon, but I thought that's not a claw. But yeah, kind of hooked. <laughs> Styly. So they came out. Did they, when they came out, were they kind of dazed and confused? <laughs> did they just step out or did they come out? Locked and loaded. Right. Ready uh, for war. I'm going to continue the story here. The creatures appeared dazed. <laughs> and as they were taken by the crew, they begun lashing out. Don't effing blame them. <laughs> one clawed at the Air Force with such anger that it deeply gashed one of the crew. As the crew investigated the scene, going into the craft through the hatch, a third creature was sadly found dead inside. As you may expect, the creatures and craft were quickly taken away, but the story doesn't end there. The source, Captain James Van Grunen, explained that the aliens were taken to a cool base, as in temperature, <laughs> which made them more lethargic and agreeable. Plans were made to transfer them to America. That's where the official story ends. So... I do not blame these reptilian greys for lashing out yeah, at all. Yeah, they've been shot down. They weren't doing nothing aggressive. Yeah. They were just chilling, floating around, chilling up, Max, and relaxing all cool. Probably shooting some b-board in... b-board? b-ball <laughs> inside of their yeah. ship. Some galactic b-ball. Probably watching our basketball. What year was this? Ah, oh, bastard. I've completely forgotten. It was... 1989 watching Michael Jordan just before <laughs> he becomes Michael Jordan <sighs> so yeah I, I can't blame them for lashing out if someone would have hit my car and then tried to take me away I'd probably fucking lash out if I was all dazed and confused yeah yeah just imagine the kind of damage you could do if you lifted <laughs> but well when your personal best is 3kg <laughs> oh. 
Anvil didn't know what to do with himself there. He went to reach for his drink and then stopped. Then his hand went towards the face, then back towards the drink. And then he just sighed. <laughs> You're not going to get... Not going to get what, sorry? You're not going to unsettle me. Why would you be unsettled? It's okay, you don't have to be a strong man. Three kilograms is perfectly respectable in some places. Yes, it is. Hmm. Um, you do you, whatever you can do. That's acceptable to me. How does it feel to know that I can lift more than you, though? <laughs> you comfortable with that? I'm comfortable with you saying it. Are you, well, the fact, fact that I know it? you can't. Well, what do you mean? Three kilograms? I can do more than that. You can only do two. <laughs> Bitch. I can definitely do more than that. I can do at least eight. <laughs> It's okay. Um, you made me lose my train of thought. So they took them to a cool base. Yep, cool, man. <laughs> Everyone um, there is laid back, wearing sunglasses. What up, dude? Music's playing. Drinks are flowing. So it would assume that the... Why would they just assume that the cold would make them more lethargic or is that just something they noticed after taking them there it's not really clear i'm guessing that as they investigated them i suppose being out in the desert they would just naturally go to somewhere cool wouldn't they so taking them there and they probably noticed that that happened well everyone gets a bit cranky when it's too hot don't they yes they do well maybe they noticed the temperature when they went into the craft possibly agreeable they made them lethargic and agreeable. Lethargic have just covered agreeable in terms of they went along with them or they started asking them questions and they started answering in a strange reptilian so, human as in, voice. Come here, be here, we'll feed you, we'll water you, etc. So they et understand our so language, it would seem. Either that or gestures, like beckoning them forth with the hand. But how do you know that? To them, that suggested a back and forth. Well, and that's not go fuck yourself, you c- Well, regardless, they were agreeable. That's twice I've used that word. Oh my today. gosh. <laughs> um, you beep. <laughs> yeah, like, so how do they know that that hand sign for beckoning isn't a like a call to war? Well, regardless, they were agreeable, so. So making them cold has made them into little bitches, it would seem. Whoa. Possibly. Thank you. Captain James apparently provided a lot of documentation on this and recorded telephone calls as this all unfolded. So this guy must have always planned to break the story. So either that or he knew that this is all going to get covered up and one day some shit's going to happen. No one's going to believe him. He's going to let this out. So he always plans to let it out, yeah. Well, just in case they turn their back on him, he could have some... He could be, like, down the line. How old is he? Old enough. So he's probably thinking, when I'm 60... Yeah, I'm possibly, gonna get possibly. Them and I'm going to go, right, I'm not I gonna... want this, this, and this. And if you don't give it to me, I'm going to release this. And if something happens to me, it's already been sent to several unknown locations... And will get released at my death. Yeah. I am not going to ruin my career, but once I'm retired, I'm going to release his information. But does that make him less honourable? Or is he serving the world here? I think he's uh, serving himself. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) 
Once he did leak the incident, the captain moved to Germany and went into hiding. Suffice to say, some folks call this one the African Roswell. Suffice to say also that there is a lot of scepticism around this one. Well, so he was looking out for number one and uh, maybe everyone that was involved with the operation is mysteriously banished. So he has decided, F this, I'm getting out of here. And he's moved to Germany, which also goes to show that he's not really that intelligent if we know that he's in Germany. Or is that a ploy? Mm. Is he not in Germany, but everyone thinks he's in Germany? I mean, if you're a South African man in Germany, probably, I suppose Germany's quite a big place, isn't it? So it wouldn't be that easy to find. very big. But I suppose if government wanted to find you in Germany they could find you however if going to Germany is just a decoy mm-hmm. and you're not in Germany you're in let's say Romania Luxembourg Sweden mm-hmm. yeah North Pole South Pole Canada or even still in America or Bognor Regis you have <laughs> chilling in Bognor you have uh, officially giving them the bird. Indeed. Screwed the pooch. Quest Magazine, a not massively well-known UK UFO magazine, further reported about a related incident to this one in that a former lieutenant colonel colonel of the USAF reported to Quest that the USA did indeed exchange advanced technology for a UFO at this time. Proof. Um, I nearly read Colonel was Colonel. Sorry, Colonel was Colonel. <laughs> and I corrected myself and added the Colonel. So they exchanged advanced technology. Mm-hmm. Um, from what we've heard so far, they shot the fuckers down. Yep. And took them somewhere that made him agreeable. Yep. Um, so what we're saying is they stole technology. <laughs> well, essentially, they've obviously... forced their hand... I mean, they've knocked a craft out of the sky. They've obviously taken that back somewhere and worked on it. Mm. It's not a case of there was a mutual agreement. Uh, you can accept this, and or if you don't accept it, you can just be on your merry way and fly off. It's a, you can accept this is going to happen, or click. <laughs> guns to, Gun heads. to the heads. Yeah. Or guns to the balls. We don't know how these uh, reptilian greys were packing. Quest. Quest magazine. Mm-hmm. Heard of them, right? I've heard of something, Quest. A tribe? But... <laughs> there is a tribe called there Quest. There is a tribe called Quest. And they're fucking brilliant. Let's carry on. To be honest with you, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you. That's pretty much all there is on this one. I love this story, I do. But unfortunately, I have to be honest... Lots of reports and websites have suggested that the Thor itself is a hoax. I saw a post from someone in the Cape Town Anti-Aircraft Regiment at the time claiming that they never heard of this until it came out in a top secret report. Which actually, doesn't that make it more real than hoax? Yeah, it does. Weird way to put across an argument, guy. Meanwhile... Other sites say that the weapon wasn't a laser, but a maser. Full name, microwave 
amplification by stimulated emission of radiation weapon. The documentation for a supposed UFO crash in Lesotho in 1995 made mention of the Kalahari Desert incident and Maser technology. Regardless, we do allegedly truthfully know that the militaries of the world have developed electromagnetic weapons. Sharks with freaking maser beams. <laughs> maser beams. Ah, <laughs> uh, this guy's kind of annoyed me. I've not heard of it, so it's not fucking true, mate. Yeah, I didn't even know about it till it came out in a top secret report. Yeah, I mean, they tell me everything, mate. I mean, I ain't got clearance, but I'd have known about it. Yeah, fucking knob. I am a grade six in electromagnetic weapons. If I've not heard of it, it's not real. I studied it in college alongside hospitality. So we have mazes now. Fricking maser beams. Microwave amplification by stimulated emission of radiation. Correct. So a fucking microwave. Yeah, baby. Microwave in beam form. Yeah, baby. Do you think you could heat your food up <laughs> quicker than a microwave by having it in gun form? Shoot <laughs> Shoot your plate. <laughs> Completely obliterates everything all around it, but your food's hot. I mean... Eat it off the counter. If you concentrated the beam and worked out all the specifics... It would need a containment area, I think. <clears throat> would it, though? <laughs> no, it'd be fine. Just put it in a box. <laughs> so, create a microwave. <laughs> Genius. You should patent that. But no, you put a box... Press the gun. Yeah, get a box. Literally done in a second rather time, than two minutes. Time the seconds that you want the, <laughs> the beam on for. Hit a, put a start button on there and hit that. Maybe have a ding when it's finished. So you know. Mm. you got to put a button to be able to... Imagine if you can make it rotate it. in the middle. So that it's done it's on, all the way around yeah. evenly. Mm. And you don't just want one side of it done. Freaking maser beams. <laughs> Finger on the sun. Whilst we can sort of confirm these weapons exist, the UFO story itself, though, appear to have come from only one single UFO magazine. This one story has been covered by a fair few websites over the years, all slightly changing the odd detail, but they all link back to that one single source. I couldn't find what you'd call an honourable, trustworthy source to verify this one. Everyone who has covered it has used the same initial story as I say, and now, so have we. <laughs> We're part of the problem. Oh, uh, uh, one more thing. The many documents provided by the captain, official military documents proving the events, were full of spelling mistakes and clearly faked. Maybe they were in the army for their sharpshooting and not their uh, sharp spelling. Perhaps, but then why would you put them on report duty? Maybe because they were the only ones that saw it. I'm with you, it's real. <laughs> Summing this all up, we started on the 7th of May 1989, just off the coast of Cape Town. A warship detected a weirdly super duper fast blip on radar moving 6,612.379 miles per hour. This was also picked up by NORAD and a Cape Town airport. 
Radio controllers tried to make contact to no avail, but as they did, jets from the frigate made visual on the bogey. 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 It was a silvery disc. The jets carrying Thor electromagnetic funded hammer weapons were ordered not to engage, but they ignored their command and approached the craft. When a craft didn't respond to their warnings, the jets were given permission to fire. Fire they did, and the craft started going down before rapidly shooting straight at the ground, crashing. The jets circled until a, a recovery crew turns up. Like vultures. Who discovered a mass crater and the silver disc intact, but not before some helicopters malfunctioned and one crashed, killing the crew due to electronic disturbance. From here, it went too far. A hatch opened on the craft and two aliens burst out whooping ass before being subdued and taken to a base before ultimately being traded to America. A third alien was found dead inside the craft. Our source, Captain James Van Grunen, appears to have made this all up and forged typo-ridden documents before providing these to a single magazine from which the now notorious African Roswell story spouted. Anything you wanted to go over before we confirm this one was aliens. <laughs> so we have a craft that was spotted, chased by planes, mm -hmm. shot down, circled by vultures, aliens captured, <coughs> dead body inside, etc., etc., etc. Yep. Captain James Van Grunen. Yep. Sold this to a magazine. A yep. magazine. Do you think I do that he is a real military captain, or good question? He made this story up, sold it to them, and has. Um, so if this gets made into a movie, he has rights. Good question. Now. I don't have so the answer to that. He's thinking so, later down the line, yeah. they turn this into a story. I was the one that provided them the ammo. I get some of this money. Bah, yeah. bah, bah. I Hollywood. like your thinking I'm there, rich. and I'd like to agree, but I just don't have the evidence, so I can't really say. Okay, like, we've so... had We've had other bullshitters where we've known they were bullshitters. Do you know what I mean? And that sounds very likely, but just can't say for definite. So, so we don't have any evidence at all of the US taking custody all of we've got well we've got all this chap's documents but they're all Typos, bollocks basically <laughs> yeah like yeah although the fact that they've been able to forge military documents whilst they were written completely shitly at least they looked official so maybe the person was military they could have been or they could have had a buddy in the military yeah yeah a family member knew all what possible. the documents looked like so was able to forge them but just idiotic or just thought if we chuck spelling mistakes in, yeah people might think oh it's the heat of the moment they're under pressure they're not thinking straight they'll make spelling mistakes let me ask so. you a question and the answer begins with a are you saying that it was aliens absolutely <laughs> not <laughs> i am not saying this is aliens at all. I <laughs> believe that this person has made this story up and sold it to a magazine. Yeah. And 
it's one of I don't know if they sold it just to get um dollar dollar bills dollars or later down the line go I made that story up or they see it did one of the writers for the magazine make it up to try and sell some magazines Ooh. either way it's made up Captain James Van Grunen may also be made up he may have not been a captain at all or even a person or could just be um, several people names put into one hard to argue with that or if you've ever seen the usual suspects I'm not going to spoil but you know the end scene where it all comes together They've done that with Usual Suspects came out after that. So they done the original <laughs> Usual Suspects on this case. Yeah. Either way, Again, yeah. for me, this is not Aliens. Absolutely not. I'm not saying that it was Aliens either. This file, well... If it was a cover-up, they did a bloody good job covering it up because it's very hard to believe. Researching this one, I'm going to be honest, for about 85% of it, I was like, holy shit, how have I not heard of this? This is real. It genuinely had me. But then the hatch opened. I called bullshit. Despite that, though, the electromagnetic weaponry and the craft crashing due to an associated landing gear malfunction is so believable. But what I've learned most of all today is that if we write to a magazine with an utterly made up story, or even if we start a magazine and come up with a story and print it ourselves, in about 30 years, this story will have grown legs and an ass and be sitting atop the throne of UFO lore. People will believe. And why shouldn't they? Because, as we always say, the truth is up there. And those legs and ass are going to be thick. (laughs) Any final thoughts? No. I wonder if those legs and ass can lift more than you as well. I reckon at least four kg. Per leg. Yeah. But it's okay. You don't need to feel inferior. I don't. It's fine. One day you'll hit 4k. (laughs) Gee. One day. That's today's show, folks. Thank you, Probers, for listening to... But it was aliens. I'd like to think that we've learned something today. Kev is an ass. If what? Pardon? Kev is an ass. Why? That's what we've learned. How have we learned that? Because I said it. So now everyone's learned it. Just because you're not that strong and you can't lift much doesn't mean you need to call me an ass. Just Kev go to the gym ass. and work harder. Hold. If you're onto a good thing, don't push it too far. <laughs> Quit ahead. Anyway, you know the drill by now. Our links and handles are in the podcast episode notes, which nobody reads. We remain on, on the- that Twitter <laughs> at But It Was Aliens and whatnot. We do try to respond. We also have a Patreon, so if you'd like to hear us probe more paranormal encounters rather than extraterrestrial, give it a look or listen at patreon.com forward slash but it was aliens until next time is a hot dog a sandwich the truth is up there hash tag pro